all that we are and all that we do, may we dream of heaven. Amen. If the great 20th century painter Pablo Picasso is right when he says that art is a lie that helps us to see the truth, Might it also be so that the church is a fantasy that helps us see the world? I wonder if I might invite you into that question by reflecting with me on the life of a friend, now gone, named Jean. My final memory of visiting Jean in her home that overlooked the beauty of Mission Bay in San Diego was of eating Rocky Road ice cream at 10 in the morning. Quite a few years, doctors had warned Jean off ice cream, chocolate, or anything really that tastes good. Over concerns for what it might do to her particular constellation of health issues. Food had been dull. The dining table little more than a fueling station. So it was with some glee, as if we were finally breaking the school rules, that Jean and I made our way through, shall we say, Big bear-sized bowls of the good stuff. Cancer was soon to take her life. So who cared what the doctors had to say? Jean was on the home straight. Jean taught me a lot about church. Her favorite advice, which she gave me often, was never to get old. In part, she wished that for me, literally, for Jean, older age, became painful for the body, yet her point was more about joy, like eating ice cream as a mid-morning snack. Don't grow up too much, I think she wanted me to hear. Don't grow out of joy. Jean was persistently joyful and joyfully persistent. Each Sunday morning, without fail, she would invite her atheist husband to join her at church. And as he would politely decline, 60 years later into marriage, that same question offered and the same response, there was no bitterness that that part of her life could not be shared with him. And no projection of the feelings of guilt or obligation that this former Catholic schoolgirl had grown up with. Just an invitation to another way of seeing the morning and with it the world. Perhaps Jean developed this spiritual discipline of joyful persistence from her daughter, Diane, who, born with Down syndrome, exuded joy and love and light like a living spring gushes forth water. Diane was, according to Jean, the greatest gift of her life. For through Diane's eyes, Jean learned to see what the world could be, instinctively kind effortlessly generous and with a deep, deep capacity for love. It was through Diane that Jean learned to love the world as she found it, not as she wanted it to be. And it was because of the church that Jean could see her daughter light up the heavens on her wedding day, just as it was because of the church that she could find space for a grief she forever carried 
as Diane passed away far too young. If a preacher is someone who hopes to articulate a world imagined just a notch closer to God, then Jean's divinely inclined sight of the world is a gift my preaching will long be thankful for. For hope is not the mistress of a wishful heart. It is the trusted friend of a life that has learned to see God in all manner of unexpected places. Places like song. I love to hear children sing in church. For children bring a beauty to places like these that literally has the power to lift our eyes to what lies above and beyond and within. Last year, some of the children who will sing later in this service prayed for us through their music, the Lord's Prayer, an offering that has haunted me ever since. Now, if any of you know either the children in this choir or other children, it would be a lie to say that all children are angels. I can vouch for at least three of them. But their song that day made me wonder for the angels, for the chorus of heaven's song. The church is a fantasy that helps us see the world, helps us see it for what it could be. Our Eucharistic table where all come as equals in Christ is not actually a meeting of the equal Yet this framing for life together that the church provides for us is a vision of a hope not yet fulfilled, but it is hope all the same. Jean did not find joy in every moment, but she learned to see the world as if she could. We do not make a heaven of the earth each time we gather here and become community with one another, but in gathering we orient our lives to one another as if the world could live heavenwards. We become the church here, trusting that the hopes we proclaim could become the living realities of the lives we live beyond this place. Love your enemies. Forgive those who don't forgive you. Trust in life beyond the end of life. And as Jesus throws into the mix this Sunday, the most wacky idea of them all, give up all your possessions. This does not describe the rules of operation for people who see the world with any sense of reality. These are fantasies, dreams, a vision of the world that is belied by the harsh realities of everyday living. Yet this is not only our mantra, it is God's medium. God's means of birthing the kingdom of God in our here and now. For the church is not a splendid building any more than it is splendid people. It is not an impressive array of ministries and missions. It is not our legacy for the city, nor is it in a meeting place for the well-meaning. The church is God's fantasy God's incubator of dreams and dreamers, the space in our lives that teaches us to unsee the constraints of a hopeless world. 
and see past the limits of a loveless people. The church is clay, not the potter fashioning a new world, but people being fashioned for the world's sake. So there's the invitation, dear saints, that on this celebration of Ministries Sunday, that we might open ourselves to be shaped by the outrageous promises of a resurrected life, not only for ourselves, but for all people. I encourage you not to browse our ministry's brochure looking for something to interest you for this year ahead, but for something to reform you for God's grace-filled and loving purposes. For to be sure, the world will continue to pit mother against son, brother against sister, red against blue, those who are sure they are right against those who are sure they are wronged. But you, daring to be here, here in this fantastical space fit for the heavens, are called to see the world as if heaven on earth could be so, as if new life out of dead ends could be so, as if God could be so. A heart full of grace and a soul generated by love is all that this city's great son, Dr. King, proclaimed is needed for you and I to live into such a divine vision. Today, we are called to embody the promise of heaven for the sake of the earth. Not to live a life of fantasy, but to be living promissory notes of our risen Lord Christ Jesus. Listen, here in this place and out in the streets of this city for the song of the angels. Our God is making all things new.